It's such a joy and a delight to have you join us for today's broadcast. I trust that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Why don't you sit back, relax, and please don't change that channel and let us see what God has to say to us today. Never let that be the reason why you do any good thing that you do. It's interesting the metaphor that Jesus uses for the word of God. He calls it a seed. I don't want what God has for you, but I want all that God has for me. chapter 18 verses 20 and 21 a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Say amen somebody. <clears throat> Let's look at Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. <clears throat> Just going to do a detour a little bit from the same message we shared this morning. <clears throat> But a little detail with the scriptures we'll use to enunciate it. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer everyone. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. Salt is what you put on something that you don't want to eat raw. In fact, when this scripture was written, the only flavor that was available was salt. <clears throat> if it was written in this day, he will have said, you know, season your speech with, uh, what are all of the you know, all the boy knows is how to eat them. He doesn't even know what is on it. Maggie and thyme and, you know. Yeah. When they wrote this, salt was the only seasoner. Paul is letting you and I know, know that we should avoid raw talk. Praise the Lord. That's the word of God. 
Oh, I'm just going to tell you everything on my mind. Bible says only a fool does that. We don't need to know everything that's on your mind. So we must be careful to season the things that we say with seasoners. The reason why we don't eat food raw and we season them is because we want to make them more palatable. So in other words, you can speak truth rawfully or you can speak truth with season. Paul is saying, choose to season the truth that you say. Say amen, somebody. It'll be more palatable. It'll be more digestible. It'll be better received. Same truth. Oh, if you don't receive Jesus, you are going to hell. That's true. That's kind of wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So sometimes you got to decide, do you want to be John the Baptist? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I found out that even those who want John the Baptist anointing, they don't really want John the Baptist lifestyle. Love or eight wide. You're like, wow, Lord, how come I didn't think about that? I write it down so I can plan how I'm going to execute it. Hello, somebody. Now, Jesus moves us from just thoughts here and shows us the link between how much power we can produce when we understand the link between thoughts and words. Thoughts linked with words, visualization linked with verbalization produces potent power in the life of every human, especially the child of God. Our eternities are decided based on our thoughts and our words. Romans chapter 10. If thou shalt believe that Jesus is Lord, and shall confess that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Literally, our destinies at the cause of our destinies are changed at the mercy of what we are thinking and what we are saying. When confessions are made as a result of convictions, the transformation is enormous. No, no, no. Not confession made as a result of echoing. Because there's a lot of echo in the church. How are you doing? Blessed and highly favored. Because we said that because somebody else said that. But you see, saying something just because you heard somebody else say it would not really work for you. But when you say it because you believe it. When you say it because you've thought
thought about it. When you say because you ruminated it and it's gone down in your spirit that it has become a root. It's like when you praise God, when you, when you praise God out of a conviction, out of a, out of a depth of meaning coming from your root. The Bible says that we ought to give him praise, uh, uh, you know, not just with our lips, but with, from the root, the roots of our soul, when you praise them with meaning, it's such a different thing than going through the motions. So Jesus gives us the link there. He tells us we own thoughts by saying them. Say that with me. We own thoughts. Own, O-W-N. We own thoughts by saying them in other words the child of god that's wise never says anything that comes to his head or her head that he or she does not want praise the lord because when you say you take ownership hello somebody so if you don't want what's coming to your head, just, just don't say it. Never say it. Never say it. You know, the enemy brings all thoughts of defeat and thoughts of dejection, thoughts of premature death and thoughts of negativity and COVID and thoughts about your head. These are real issues we all deal with. You have got to discipline yourself never to say anything you don't want to see in your life in your home in your future in your destiny in your health in your relationships don't say anything you don't want to see The man that keeps threatening his wife with divorce is a foolish man. Because he's saying it not really because he means it. He's saying it because he's trying to manipulate her. Praise the Lord. Trying to manipulate her. You didn't put enough salt in my food. I'm going to divorce you. The problem is... <laughs> One day, she's going to believe it. When she believes it, it drives trust out of the house. You want the right thing, but you're going about getting the right thing totally the wrong way. I'm not going to make you see. Nobody here threatens anybody. I'm talking about you watching me from uh, Mogadishu. <laughs> It's only Mogadishu they do stuff like that. We don't, do, we don't say nothing like that in Houston. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to make you see. Because you're fueling insecurity with your own mouth. You're raising. So, 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 so now she's thinking, hey, this guy divorces me. I, I have to protect my future. I have to put up. So, so she's going to go behind you, have a bank account. Praise the Lord. Take your money, fix the house, take her money and put it in the bank account. And don't 
be mad. <laughs> You're the one that preaching fire and brimstone foolishness. Praise the Lord. You're marked, even though I know you don't want that, and you're only saying that because you want to intimidate, but you're maximizing the chances of that happening when you say stuff like that. Are you hearing me? You don't want it, just don't say it. Don't say it. Words are powerful, words are important, words are transformational. Anytime God wants to bring change into our world, he gets a man and gives him a mic. Some of the worst tragedies that have been perpetuated to humanity, we processation through it, through words. Even your God equated himself to words. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Because in all that I am is in all that I say. Because at the end of the day, all that a man is is in all that a man says. Your situation. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and James chapter 1 tells us that God's word is our mirror. In other words, God's word is, is what really tells us who we really are. So when you get a revelation of who you are in the word, you have to begin to say it. You have to begin to declare Abraham. His name was Abraham. Abraham. Abraham means the father of many nations. Can you imagine? And he got the name Abraham before he ever conceived any child. Because it has to be said and said and said before it can be materialized. So where is it in your life? Are you needing the power of God? And you've seen the revelation, the truth from God's word. You have to start saying that. Confession, homologio, say it over. When do I stop, Pastor? Until you see the manifestation, you never stop. You stop when it ends in praise. Say amen, somebody. That's what you do when the enemy brings negative news about COVID into your mind and all this negativity, negative thought. You got to declare, say, He delivers me from the snare of the fowler from the noise some person that's what your god did that's what jesus did when the enemy attacked him in his mind matthew chapter 4 luke chapter 4 you remember that it is written it is written it is written that's what you gotta learn to do you gotta talk back and say it and over and over the lord shall preserve me and he shall protect me he shall deliver me I, I'm, I'm, I'm the righteousness of god i'm in with favor the favor of God increases in my life you gotta say child of God hallelujah said a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his lips when he says belly there he means the seat of your soul
It means being fulfilled. Satisfied. That means to be fulfilled. And every one of us, we have an internal alarm called frustration anytime we are unfulfilled. Frustration is, is just is, is an internal compass that lets you know things are out of place. Things are not supposed to be like this. You feel frustrated because you feel life ought to be different. So it's letting us know that the key is in what we say and how we speak. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can either kill literally or make a life. You can build up or tear down. By the things you say. By the things you say. So the child of God has to begin to learn the weaponry of words. That words matter. Words are crucial. Words are important. Even God gets bigger by your speaking. That's what David said. Come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. How can you magnify God? God that can never get bigger than he is. God is too big for him to get bigger. God is too big for him to get bigger. David said come magnify him. Magnify is like a, you know magnifying glass. Literally means make bigger again. So what did David mean? Now, now, now God is, is, is he's not talking about God getting bigger in of himself. He's talking about God getting bigger in me. So when I praise God, he gets bigger in my situation. Oh God. That's what praise does. Enlarges God in my situation. Makes him bigger than my problem. Makes him bigger than my issues. Makes him bigger than my fear and my concerns. And so we have to learn that just as it works for God, it works for a woman. Can I tell the truth? <laughs> what you get in the boardroom or in the bedroom depends on how well you speak. Don't blame nobody. Watch how you're speaking. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So we have to learn the power of words. And how to wield words appropriately, wisely, intelligently. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He said, let your words always be seasoned with salt. Season your words. Don't speak raw. Don't speak what immediately comes into your mind. 
don't be like, tell him, every time, I'm going to tell you everything on my mind. No. The Bible says only fools do that. Praise the Lord. So consider what you're saying. Season it with salt. Hello, somebody. Season it. Don't make it raw. Make it more palatable. Make it more decent. Make it more, you know. You know. I was uh, 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 listening to you about Charles Mason, and they were saying the book how to how to how to win friends and influence people. So not not it's that book's not about learning how to speak to, nice to people. When you speak nice to people, people will give you anything. Praise the Lord. That's what he used to build his cult have significant influence to literally get people to start killing people. Because it's a principle that can work both in the negative and in the positive. Learning to speak up properly to, to people is highly, highly influential. It's a skill we all have to learn understanding the power of words. Amen. So as we do it, we ought to learn so we know how to speak to every man. We know what we ought to speak to every man. So God is concerned not just about what I say but also about how I say it. So don't build with your hands and destroy what you're building with your mouth. The words are as important as hands. Praise the Lord. Whether it's in the building of a home or in the raising of children, it's not only important to be there at their football game, it's also crucial what you're saying to them. To their self-esteem. Because you can either be building up. Or be tearing down. I was explaining in the first service. That what makes coach so crucial. It's not because coaches are talented. Let, let. Well, Bill is here. So, uh, but I, I don't know any of LeBron's coaches though, Bill. I know Michael Jordan's coach, Phil Jackson. <laughs> so let me, I, I, because of you I was going to use LeBron as an example but since I don't know any of his coaches Michael Jordan coach I don't feel let, let Michael Jordan sit down let 
Phil Jackson go now. Maybe he knows everything. Let him go and, and win the championships. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because the power coaches have is in the words they speak. They are able to inspire. They are able to motivate. They are able to challenge. They are able to unlock what the player already has. And the coaches do make a difference. That's why when the team is failing the NBA, the first thing they want to do is to fire the coach. Praise the Lord. Even though the coach do not, not throw one basket. And so God is calling us, all of us, to be effective coaches in whatever area, whatever sphere of influence he's given us. To speak words of motivation, words of anger. There are too many people in our world that are tearing people down. They are too judgmental. They are too mean. They are too wicked. They never say anything good about nobody. Go to their social media pages, always criticizing. They criticize everybody. They criticize preachers. They criticize government. They criticize, they criticize everybody. No, I, 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 you know what I found out? I found out that people see people within the prisms with which they see themselves. That's why it's stupid to argue with such people. Because the reason why he has such a toxic view of the world is because he has a toxic view of himself. God has not called us to that team. Too many people are doing that. He's called us to the team to build people up, to challenge people, to inspire, to motivate, say something nice, something wonderful, something encouraging, something uplifting to people. That's what God has called us to do. Use your words to build people up. Use your words to inspire people. And all of this negativity that's around. Let's use it to construct and use it to build. Amen? Let's allow ourselves to be tools in God's hands. As opposed to being tools in the devil's hands. He's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Destroy people's self-esteem and destroy people's hope and destroy people's dreams and dis destroy people's positivity. That's, Satan, that's what Satan does. It's God that comes to give life and more abundantly. So let's let God use us to give people life and hope and, and mercy, forgiveness and strength, upliftment and encouragement. That's who God has called us to be. And that's what God has called us to do. Amen. Yes, give him a wonderful round of applause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just bow down our heads. I don't think there's any of us that has not missed it in speaking. So this is not about the past. And it's not about being judgmental. But this is now recognizing the golden opportunity. And the great future that lies ahead of us. And how God wants to use us to get it right now. So in any way we may have misspoken. Sometimes to our loved ones, to our spouses, to our children. To our own lives or future or destiny. Because we didn't know better. 
We're so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Call in, let us know, we'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.